the world has just flipped on you, aka the beginning of grief. You've had to see your loved one's name in the obituary and probably were the one who wrote it. That's surreal. You've dreaded the funeral, not knowing how you would make it through, but smiled kindly and authentically at all the people who wanted to show their love and support as they walked through the line. All of that is so hard to bear. And if this occurred during the most restrictive times of COVID, then there is the loss of all those things that further complicate it. In either case, life has just flipped. After the funeral and the busy month of support, people have to return to their lives. And I know I resented that fact a little bit, but I also knew it was a part of life. So now what? Everything is overwhelming. You can hardly breathe, but you're expected to go on with life as before. Where do you start? In today's episode, I share the four actions to take now in the beginning of your grief. These four things are the most helpful and healing of all things. So put your time and your energy into these and let the rest fall away. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Y'all, it is getting hot outside, so come on in the house and join me in some AC. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. I want to thank y'all for showing up for your healing. That's what you're doing, you know. You're going after support, understanding, and community. This week, we hit over 4,000 downloads, which wouldn't have happened without you. Please share the podcast with your church and anyone who's going through the difficult season of grief, and thank you for being here. I also want to give a shout out to one of the countries this podcast is downloaded in because it amazes me that we have been downloaded in almost 30 different countries. Today's spotlight is South Korea. And as far as the U.S., Texas is still currently the state with the most downloads. I share that as a tangible reminder of the need for grief support and the fact that you are not alone. Today, we'll continue to talk about the steps to take When your grief is new, you know, the moments after the funeral and particularly around the first month, they're the most surreal because you don't know which side is up and you're expected to figure out how to continue to live. You're expected to be the you you were before, do the things you did before and be okay in less time than is realistic. The loss of a loved one is one of the hardest things you will ever have to go through. So where do you turn for help? I've shared a lot of this information throughout the past episodes, but I was asked to pull it all together. 
So last week and this episode, I have organized the four most important actions to take when first walking out this thing called grief. In the last episode, I discussed the stages of grief, both the most recognized one by Kubler-Ross from the 60s, and I also introduced the cabinet's practical stages of grief, because in my experience, I needed practical help to go to the grocery store or return to church without running out the door. And I needed to be able to question God without feeling like I had no faith. The stages are breathe, laugh, live, flourish, and share the road. If you want to hear more about those stages and what they consist of, listen to the last episode, number 24. During the beginning stages of breathe, laugh, and live, there are four things you need to take action on to move forward. And it does not matter if you're a sloth moving at an annoyingly slow speed. It's absolutely fine, but move you must. These four things are incredibly important, and any action you take right now should be celebrated. Those four actions are, in review, pursue God, understand grief, process daily life, and seek support. An easy way to remember these four things is by thinking of PUPS, P-U-P-S, pursue God, understand grief, process daily life, and seek support. Last week, I talked about the first and most important action of pursuing God. C.S. Lewis said that life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. This one is the most important, and it's not because it's theoretical, philosophical, or theological. It is relational. So I'm not saying these words without knowledge and experience of how powerful this is for you as a Christian. The difference between the world's way of grieving and how a Christian grieves is in the hope Jesus gives. Without God, your journey will be darker, harder, sadder, and longer. There's a peace that God provides that will change you. It'll deepen your trust in his character and in the fact that he's got you. And it's the difference between being in a storm and the storm being in you. To go deeper into pursuing God, listen to last week's episode, number 24. All right, number two, understand grief. C.S. Lewis said that no one ever told me grief felt so like fear. Understanding grief is what's going to help you know that you're not crazy. It'll help you know how to walk through the pain of grief because at times it can be debilitating. Until I walked this road, I had no idea that grief was a real thing. I thought it was just the period of sadness after the death of a loved one. I had experienced many deaths of friends and family members, and I was sad, and there was a real sense of loss that was incorporated into my day in terms of thinking about them and missing them. But after a while, that stopped. But it didn't turn my world upside down. It didn't throw me into the pit or change me. That's why when Monica died, I was confused by my lack of resilience, my level of disability to function, my level of brain fog, and my lack of desire for anything except heading to heaven. I didn't know grief was that confusing, that overwhelming. I sought out a group only because I was fearful that I wasn't going to make it through. 
I was angry and sad and grateful and crazy acting and wouldn't have known that all those things are normal. When you understand grief, you're giving yourself permission for grace on those hard days. When you learn about the physical changes that occur, you can breathe a little easier and know how to do certain things to counteract it. And six months down the road, when you think that you should be so much further along, and then you have some of the worst days you've ever had, it'll help you to be reminded that grief is like that. You aren't failing. You aren't weak. You are walking through another level of your journey. You're going to feel like you're starting all over again and again and again. Now, you don't need a PhD in grief, so don't worry about it being something else you have to do right now. But use the resources that you already have around you. You should seek out support, more on that later, and have friends walk alongside of you. Give them permission to love you with lots of kindness and also lots of truth and accountability. A grief group in person or online can provide the understanding and connection that will help you heal. Other podcast episodes that speak to this are number four, five, six, seven, and 23. And here's an action for you to take. Talk with people who have gone through grief. Seek out a grief group. Join the Grief Group for Christian Women, our private Facebook group. Number three, process daily life. Yumi Sakogawa, hope I said that right, said, sometimes it's okay if the only thing you did today was breathe. The moments of the hard days and the harder nights, they are what will define your progress. When we talked about pursuing God, I said 10 minutes today is far better than an hour planned for tomorrow. This is definitely the case for your daily life. Like it or not, another day will come and you have to choose. Yes, choose on a minute by minute basis to be, to push, to fight. I hate that you have to go through this. I know it's the hardest thing in the world and it feels like it's never going to end, but you've got to push back. The smallest things are going to overwhelm you. And when you have the feelings of giving up, you go to God. When you have a feeling of giving up, you go to a friend. The feeling is normal, but you can't sit in it and do nothing because what you feed, what you give your attention to, your thoughts to, will grow. If you rehearse in your head how bad it feels and how hard it is and how it will never change, all those things are going to grow. They get bigger and they can put you in the pit. Now you know that's not of God. So go with the opposite of how you feel. You need to talk back to your feelings because they're going to lie to you. And they're going to tell you that it's been however many months and you should have those crying spells under control. Your feelings will tell you that you're crazy when a song or a smell throws you back in the pit. But you will know by understanding grief that those things are normal. And you have to push back. Tell yourself who you are in God. Nothing is impossible with God. Not even the idea that you could be happy again without your loved one. Preach to yourself, girl. I am more than a conqueror. Our verse of the week is Romans 8, 37 and through 39. It says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, height, or depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you need to put on your patience and your persistence hat to show up for the daily grind, minute by minute and hour by hour. You must have patience with yourself and don't expect to be okay in however many months you thought you would be, or even a year, because you've lost a part of you. If you had an arm amputated, would you have an arm two years from now? No, the loss remains, but you learn to accept the loss, adapt to the new you, and live with meaning and purpose. God isn't finished writing your story, even if you never wanted this particular chapter to be written in your book. Podcast episodes that speak to processing daily life are number 8, 9, 10, 15, 16, 18, and 19. And here's a specific action for you to take right now. When the waves of grief come, and they will, don't qualify or quantify what they are or why they're there or feel like you are failing to move forward. Just breathe, feel what you feel, and find something to get you out of the bed or off the couch that's just walking around the house. Be like Joshua. <laughs> Walk around the house seven times. And you can use this time to pray, sing, or cry out to God. The last one is seek support. So pursue God, understand grief, process daily life, and now seek support. Billy Graham said, when we grieve over someone who has died in Christ, we are sorrowing not for them, but for ourselves. Our grief isn't a sign of weakness of faith, but of great love. Grief is not weakness and not a lack of faith. Asking for help, same thing. Not a weakness, not a lack of faith. It is brave and wise. We're all connected to each other. And what keeps us from seeking help a lot of times, and I'm preaching at myself, is pride. Thinking you can go it alone without support won't help you in the short term or the long term. Proverbs 11:14 says where no counsel is the people fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. If you have no one in your life right now or if you have too many people surrounding you, you still have the following choices. Create your healing circle, family, friends, church family. And no drama mamas allowed here, only genuine caring people. Groups online or in person. Grief Share is a faith-based group you can find online. You can contact your local hospice for other groups and support. You can join our private Facebook group. And then there's coaching and counseling. These are also offered online and in person. Now, podcast episodes that go deeper and speak to these things are 12, 13, and 14. And here's an action for you to take right now. Go listen to those episodes and seek out some form of support. Remember, Slow and small actions are fine, but move, you must. Let's recap the four actions to take now. Pursue God, understand grief, process daily life, and seek support. Franklin Graham said, no matter what storm you face, you need to know that God loves you and he has not abandoned you. That's a good thing to end on, I think. (laughs) Join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women, the Facebook community. Yes, it's literally called the Grief Group for Christian Women. The journey works or the work of your journey for this week. Any one of those things that we just talked about and do it today. 
Don't put it off to tomorrow because tomorrow you got to do it again. If you need more personalized help, let me help you. Go to grieftograatday.com and set up individual and grief coaching. Come as you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the grief process. I can help you navigate the next steps. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to both the Facebook group and Open Door are in the show notes. Let me just take two seconds right here to tell you what a great job you're doing. You're showing up. You're making it through the day, seeking God. You're doing what you can to get through this really weird time in life. You feel weak. You feel like a failure, but you are actually incredibly strong and you have a testimony to share with others later. So keep pushing, girl. Just wait to see what God will do. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and keep on coming back to the cool house, sitting on the couch and taking those steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.